0: Welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. Good morning and a very warm welcome to the next episode of Property Portfolio Podcast. And this is Nigel Green and Mark Stokes. And today we're going to be talking about five essential top tips that you need to know to enhance your ability to attract great commercial deals. So good morning, Nigel. Real passion of yours,
1: I know. It is definitely. Yeah. Good morning, Mark. Are you okay? Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, very well, very well. So we've had uh, you know, quite a lot of experience of this over the over the last uh, decade or so, and probably about 100 million of, of GDV that we've acquired over the last five years. Um, and we, we use, as many people will know, the ECRIDA to distill down a lot of our lessons, um, yeah. and that creates that fast feedback loop. But we're really, really passionate about sharing with others and I think this morning's session, you know, just lifting out five readily available tips that people can input into into their journey to find commercial property, because ultimately that's what most people need, don't they? They need to find the money and find the deal. And today we're going to focus on how to find the deal.
1: The deal, absolutely. And yeah, I think fundamentally, what sits in the in the core of this process is understanding very clearly what you're looking for. Um, uh, we we, saw, we call it the search criteria, don't we? or sometimes fondly known as a hunting license, you know, you can call it what you will, but, but nonetheless, it's a, you know, it's a page, maybe two, um, but kind of sets out very, very clearly, you know, what you're looking for, where you're looking for it, the size of it, any particular criteria that you want uh, to be featured within it uh, and so on and so forth and and indeed what you're looking to uh, produce out of it. So the search criteria I think is key. Um, uh, we have a standard template, and we, you know, we we got our own, and we? And we kind of revisit that from time to time because things do change from time to time. But but the reason I I mention that is that that search criteria is the clear, defined message that you're putting out to the market of exactly what you're looking for. Because if if you're not clear and you're not concise, I think the recipient of that that message uh, would be possibly a little bit confused. And, you know, if, if the, the spread is so wide, it becomes kind of overwhelming. But if you're very, very clear what you want, location, size, you know, any features that you want, what you're looking to do with it, et cetera, um, I think that really helps uh, from a message sent, message received, but also consistency across all the parties. So the kind of people that we we make our best friends, I would say, are, are the likes of commercial agents. So once you've defined your area, that becomes then quite a, a focused task of finding all the parties that can serve you within that location. Um, and that could include commercial agents. It could include sourcing agents. You know, even even down to your, your professional team as well, you know, generally, our professional team is kind of kept in location because of the familiarisation with, you know, others and and travelling distances and all those sorts of things. So, you know, it's, it's a case of really getting that massive list of all the parties that can serve you within within your location. And I, th- I think that's probably number one, Mark, isn't it? And then, I mean, we kind of headline it networking, I suppose. You know, it's keeping in contact with these people, you know, phoning them every couple of weeks, you know, getting to know them really, you know, and there'll be a point in time when, you know, the, how are you and how's the family at some point, you know, when you get to know them quite well. Um, so that's really important. Just so that if anything pops up in that location that, you know, is aligned with your search criteria, that um, you're the first person they're going to f- the phone. And that's that's clearly what we want to yeah. achieve. So I think that's probably number one.
0: And they're they're an absolute mine of information. I phoned found one yesterday looking for a boundaries surveyor. And um yeah, they came across they're three or four, they just know that industry. So they're a great extension to your to your armory. I thought it was really interesting the 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 point you started out there of of basically knowing your strategy, you know, having that that hunting license. And I mean, you and I have, have mentored people for the best part of 20 years, just over 20 years now. Yeah. And I think you'd agree one of the one of the biggest pressures that most people put themselves under is the lack of clarity on their strategy. It weighs down pretty heavily on on all of us, doesn't it? If if we're if we're not clear on the the road where we're traveling on, um, and that's what the uh, the hunting license, you know, that's what having clarity of your strategy does. It gives you confidence. Confidence to go into any conversation, fully equipped, fully armed, remaining humble. Um, so I, I think that's, I think that's a, a, a great, uh, great tip in life, really. Um,
1: I, 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 do. And, you know, just by the, just by the, uh, the process of producing that search criteria, the hunting license, as you say, it's, it enables the mind to percolate everything you're putting down and, and just by the nature of zeroing in on location, zeroing in on your assets, all those sorts of aspects, you know, where you want it, do you want it close to the town centre or do you want it more out in the urban reaches, those sorts of things. It enables you to process it and actually, you know, define very clearly whether that is actually what you want. (laughs) You know, and, and sometimes by listing down what you think is what you exactly want by listing it down, you realize actually there's some components that you might want to change, (laughs) you know? So it's quite a good, it's quite a good process to go through for sure to get that locked in. And as I say, I, I, I would urge people to kind of check in with it every, every quarter, you know, every half year, you know, whenever, whenever you, you feel is the right time, because, you know, we, we know, don't we, that, if you keep your, your location too narrow, um, you know, don't get me wrong. You, you absolutely, as long as you've got all of the contacts in that location. So anything pops up, you, you're the one that's getting, you know, the opportunity, in the inbox, you know, if that's all happening and it's, you know, you can't do any more than that, but you're still struggling to get volume through. You might even consider just maybe expanding the area slightly. You know, we we did this, didn't we? In uh, 2018, 19, or was it nineteen twenty? I can't remember. now. it was probably nineteen twenty. Actually, we, ex- we had we had a, a period where there was a lot of activity, but we just c- couldn't quite get that yes that we wanted. You know, and we were looking for some fairly substantial opportunities. And all we did, I mean, our, our area was kind of the M twenty five, and out. You know, no further than one hour train journey into London. You know, so that created the donuts around London. So we just moved that to kind of the north circular. So we just came in a few miles. You know, and what that did—that opened up a new set of commercial agents, new set of sourcing agents, new contacts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And just by the process, if you re- remember within probably three to four weeks of that slight adjustment, we had two yeses, didn't we? <laughs> one didn't go the distance, but, you know, Ironbridge House is a good example of uh, one that did. So it, it just shows you have to keep agile and don't kind of lock it in forever. Just keep, just keep reflecting on it and coming back and going, okay, h- how's it working? Should we just fine-tune something? And, you know, just keep fairly agile on it. So it's, um, yeah, it's quite an important point, that one.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. So they first, well, the bonus tip there. Uh, yeah. about doing this quality And, and <laughs> if you want to download um, the search criteria, just drop us a note and uh, and come and join us in Equra Academy. So number one, commercial agents. They're the source of, of most of our deals. Um, inter- interesting that sometimes people don't know that they want to sell, do they? We've had a number of occasions where maybe our second tip about the lettings
1: market yeah, um, yeah. that has been intriguing for us for many years it has it's, it's I think it's a very untapped market for developers um, the lettings market the, the, the natural you naturally gravitate won't into the sales market because that's where you want to buy you know that sort of thing but um, you know the lettings market I think it's just in your location, it's just keeping your <laughs> we call it you your spider sensors on full alert really and you know as you're walking down the street as you you know you, you've got the wonderful platform of google earth so we can virtually walk down the street but what what we're watching out for is any changes so if there's an office block that's fully let and all of a sudden a to let sign comes up on that on that building it, it basically means something's changed so some apart from the obvious really um, you Know something's changed, and you think of that building owner. So, up until the point of that board going up, that building owner's enjoyed you know, he's enjoyed the ability for his tenants to, to pay for all the insurance or the maintenance on the building. Um, all those sort of aspects is fully covered, and he enjoys the, the rental um, as a result. Now, the fact of that to let sign coming up means something's either changed or is changing. (laughs) And, you know, and that personal circumstance of that building owner is drastically going to change. So all of a sudden he's going to pick up, you know, business rates, he's going to pick up building insurance, maintenance, all those aspects that he's he's enjoyed for many years, the, the tenant picking up the bill. So I think that's quite a prime time to... You know, I, I, sometimes I just walk in the building. I just walk in the building and have a word with reception, see if the owner's around, and have a chat. You just just never know with these situations, but you can, if you so wish, just you know, drop them a, a letter, um, even book a viewing. You know, book a viewing with a letting agent uh, to have a look around, just see if it's kind of what you what you're looking for, and then maybe just extend the conversation into, do you think your client would be minded to consider an offer, you know, to to buy. And it's, it's quite surprising. We, we, we secured one in Colchester that way, didn't we, Mark? It's on the Lettings market. And, um, you know, I was, I, we was just walking into town and I spotted it. I took a photograph of the board. As I was carrying on walking, I phoned the agent, went to do whatever I was going to do. And um, I think it might have been a haircut, but there you go. That's probably the second haircut story. But anyway, as I was coming back, I, I met the agent. He, he came from his office and met me there. We had a look around and... I use that phrase, you know, do you think your client would be minded to consider an offer to sell, um, you know, the, uh, the site? And um, the answer, thankfully, was yes. So, you know, so you've, you've, you've kind of prized that, you know, that opportunity away from the, you know, once it's let, you're kind of stuck then, aren't you, for three years, four years, five years, even longer, you know, because it's in a, a let-ins environment. So you've, you've you've pulled it from that um, you know disappearing from the market for many years into an environment where it's uh, it's very exclusive and it's very direct.
0: Yeah, I mean, you absolutely bang on. You know, uh, when somebody's feeling some pain, when they get a void, the first thing they do is put it on the lettings market. Um, and that 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 gentleman, he was turned out to be quite well. He's getting on in his years. He was in his seventies and unbeknown to anybody, even to himself, he, it was his opportunity to, okay, I need to start winding down in life. So Argue it, provided a nice social service for him, actually. We <laughs> decluttered his life um, somewhat. Which is a really good segue into our third top tip, and that's looking at um, vendors, existing vendors, because that that one deal there, Turned out not to be one particular property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have that conversation, maybe just a throwaway comment. Of, uh, has, a, has a guy got any other property? And uh, well.
1: and, the, and there's been a few occasions of that. Mark hasn't there where you know I think I think building owners, business owners, you know, if they own property, you know, they're kind of in property, aren't they? And and If they've got one, they might have another one, you know, this sort of thing. And if the circumstances are consistent, then they might be able to sell you two buildings. You know, it's, it's, and and we've had some really, really strong opportunities um, on that. I mean, that occasion in Colchester, we, you know, we bought five buildings uh, from that that gentleman. And, um, you know, we had one in um, Godalming as well, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't progress with that, but another a building was brought to us mm. as a result of us agreeing a deal on a another building. You know that from the same owner. Mm. So you know, it's 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 a real, it's quite a profound route, isn't it? You know, there's the, yes, there's the five tips, but it all it can grow arms and legs, and it, all it is, it's just being open to the the conversation of have you got anything else? <laughs> or do you know anybody that's got something? Or do you know anybody that's had a circumstantial change, you know, in their life and you know, they've just lost their tenant or they're retiring or they've gone into ill health or it just you know the industry is there to support us. And and even if you're talking to your you know your professional team, you know, your your architect, your you know, whatever the team is and team member is, just just keep that the front of their their lobe that you're just interested all the time because they're connecting with other people all every day, aren't they? You know, and there just might be an opportunity there for you to to grasp and go forward. And, and great news because then the professional team have another project to work on. You know, so it's um, everybody gains something out of it for sure. Definitely, definitely.
0: So. Thinking more laterally, and um, uh, you mentioned the word sources um, earlier on, uh, which can be a, a quite an interesting collective <laughs> phrase. Um, that, that really is, uh, you know, the, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, but needless to say, we have secured some great properties through sources who really do know what they're doing. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Uh, there is a scale, isn't there? And I think we've we've probably all all experienced this, but scale of sourcing agents, and they all kind of they're called put, put into one bucket. And the reality is that there's a different service at one end to the other end. Um, I think at one end, um, sourcing agents are kind of mining for deals that are probably already being marketed by all parties, and it's a case of in the inbox and forward on to as many people as they can. You know, I think we've all seen that. And I think at the other end of the scale, you know, what, what what sourcing I align with is providing a service, a very bespoke, targeted service whereby, you know, we define and we agree, you know, that search criteria, you know, this sourcing agent goes off and actively finds and generates relationships around that search criteria, you know, gets the opportunity, analyses it in the first instance using principles that i align with or we align with um you know gathering data etc i mean ultimately the the validation has got to stop here with us but but it's doing a lot of the legwork and i think you know that service is is a way of avoiding a lot of time wasting yeah so but yeah you know sourcing agents are great they they unearth opportunities and at the end of the day, Mark, you know, we just need to be made aware of everything and anything that aligns with our search criteria in location. And, you know, we, we have to spread our wings as, as wide as we possibly can to get people onto the list so we can continue to build relationships with them and hopefully get that opportunity in the inbox. Mm.
0: But, um, yeah. of that awareness is, you know, there's a massive market. There's room in the market for all of us. Um, yeah. But it just creates that extra eyes and ears. Um, There's always that dilemma, isn't there, of do you want the sourcing agent to do the due diligence or do you want them to just pass the deal? Because there's probably very little PI sat behind them. Um, Well, it's great if they've taken the time to understand your strategy and you've shared with them the clarity of your strategy. Um, And we do see a new breed of, of, of sourcer Coming to the market, and I think it's it's going to be really exciting. And, and we're involved right at the tip of the arrow of this, aren't we? Bringing that additional credibility where there is a proven, solid system for for analysis, deal analysis, um, which you know comes at a premium. But we, you know, we're talking about high caliber deals, and yeah, you know, I think as as people understand property development, they understand that you do have to put some seed capital out there in terms of searches, legal fees, bank valuation fees. Um, this is something not to be trifled with. Um, and we're really excited about how we can play our part in redefining and, and enhancing the professionalism of this sector.
1: It, it, absolutely. And, you know, it, it's. I think it's after many years of being in receipt of information uh, that's coming in, you know, Almost the line is, I've secured this deal, it's a great deal, here's the numbers, do you want a piece of it? (laughs) And But then you take the numbers and then you analyse it and you add the bits that were missed out and you you look at the sensitivities and the contingency is kind of a little bit low and the rate's are a little bit low and all of a sudden that amazing deal that has been secured it's not such a great deal, (laughs) you know, it's that, that sort of thing. So it's almost, uh, I think what we, we kind of concluded, we wanted to find agents that we could kind of mold and look through, you know, walk a mile in our shoes, if you like, probably that's the best terminology: walk a mile in our shoes and analyze the deals in a, in a very appropriate way. You know, using the RICS methodology evaluation. You know, using the ICRA IDA as the template. You know, these sort of things, so that so that when now we're in receipt of that information, it looks all very familiar. <laughs> you know, because it's in the format we understand. You know, the due diligence and the and the data capture is in the folders that we can just very quickly look at. Um, we've got all the local agent views. Yeah, the local agent views in terms of uh, resale values. You know, the sensitivities on the build costs, we've had a conversation, you know, with the agents and there. We kind of define those numbers. If it's new build, it's that. If it's refurb, it's that. Contingency levels, you know, we discuss. So you can see now, you know, we can be more agile in terms of analyzing opportunities that come up, you know, in a very, very quick time. Um, so that that's, you know, that's what you refer to really is we, we're just trying to, to move that sector into more of a very bespoke professional service that's analysing in, in a way that gives the highest probability of moving it on from the point of acceptance all the way through to completion.
0: Incredibly powerful. Uh, you know, if there's one way to improve your shoot to kill ratio on, uh, on on offers to, to conversions, you know, that's bound to be right at the top of the list. Um, and another area, I think, for everybody to reflect. And I hope you've got your pen out and you're writing these down because these are real. You know, this is this is fast feedback loop stuff from from the reality of what it takes. Um, we like a, a very, okay, I guess, using that phrase, the open hand is the tightest grip. If you're transparent with what you're doing, what your intentions are for the for the building. Um, you know, I've seen you at First Hand for, for well, years and years, Nigel, um, taking that approach where you're transparent in what you're doing. Um, therefore, barriers drop, trust exists, because we're in a people business, aren't we, at the end of the day? And um, so what you're never doing is telling somebody their building's only worth this amount. You're saying, given my strategy, given my funding, given my intentions... You can see with with my analysis, this is the most I can pay for your building. There may be others who want to knock it down and do a new build, and they can pay more. And you know, we use that phrase, you know, n- never call somebody else's baby ugly. Firstly, it never goes down very well at all, and it gets everybody's hackles up for sure. Um, but uh, you know, that's uh, I think it's a great point, isn't it? You know, given your strategy, given your circumstances, this is the best we can.
1: Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, numerous times, be it with an agent, be it with a vendor, you know, we've, we've kind of sat down with them in the good times with coffees and, and in, you know, some cases, just turn the laptop around and just, just take them through the methodology of understanding the value is a value. You know, what, what we're, what our, what our model is, we're going to create something from what it is at the moment. And there's, there's a limitation of what we can create. So that has a defined number. Um, the costs, the costs are the costs. So there's always a rate around the build cost. The professional fees and costs are all, all pretty defined. A lot of them linked to formula, you know, um, you've got your cost of funds, cost of sale, all those have to go in. And when you turn the handle, whatever you've got in your purchase price, and and that's added to the cost, of course, you need to make sure that your, you know, the development is producing a defined profit position. And the reason why it's got to be within a band is because that's what the banks dictate, you know? So from a point of view of funding and getting development finance and all those sorts of things, and even private investment in, you know, you have to be within a band. So that again becomes fairly fixed in terms of parameter. So if you think of all those aspects, you've got the, you know, GDV, which is the overall value once developed. You've got your build costs, you've got your professional fees and costs, all pretty much fixed, to be honest. You know, your sales costs, your refinance costs, and your costs of funds, they're all kind of fixed numbers, you know. Um, so the only flexibility then is the land value or the purchase price. So, you know, if you're a little bit low on that percentage and it's kind of thinking, blind me, it's a bit tight, this, I don't think I'm going to get this funded. The only way you can um, counter that is just by. Reducing that purchase price to bring the profit up. And and when you explain it, and I've probably explained it in quite a long winded way, but you, there's a short version of that. But when you explain it to people, they go, Actually, I get it. I get it. And I, I understand. I'm not happy with the number, <laughs> but, I, but I understand the methodology that you've got to. You know. And
0: they appreciate you taking the time that they can walk a mile in, in our shoes. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's very helpful particularly helpful for to go through that detail with the commercial agent because at least they they become informed and you, you tend to get a few snippets from them as well you know they they might say something like I've, I've told the vendor it's only worth this but he wants that <laughs> and because he, he's my client I've got to market it you get you get these snippets that come out when you go through the methodology but it's useful for the for the commercial agent to understand the process. They may already understand the process, but, you know, to go go through that process through your lens yeah. so that they've got an ability to translate that to their client and be more informed, you know. And who knows, there could be a, a reflection, let's say, on that purchase price, and it might come a little bit closer to where you need to be.
0: Yeah. And it's a great example that the conversation actually, whilst it might be based on an individual deal, the greater good that comes out of that is the appreciation that, wow, I've, I've never seen an analysis tool like this. Or, you know, people don't take the care, time, and attention of sharing with me their strategy and structure. Um, and, and that bond of trust grows and it'll be, it'll serve you a whole lot better into the years to come. Oh, brilliant love, love that one um in terms of uh, top tip number four um yep. that's, a, that's a, a great introduction in, into the next one which which is our, our professional team mm. um, all of which are immersed in this environment and uh, you know, we we don't keep them at arm's length we, we engage them we collaborate that's the essence of creating shared value and that's paid handsomely for
1: us too it has. I mean, you, you think, you know, in the, in the development environment, you've got your, your main contractor, your principal contractor, you've got your professional team, your architect, your mechanical electrical engineers, your structural engineers, you know, and so on and so forth. You know, there's it's quite a big team that, isn't it? When you think of all those third parties, we've all got a vested interest and we've all got a common interest. And that is finding the next opportunity because what the contractor doesn't want and what the professional team doesn't want is of this to be the only one and then they've got to go and find the next project you know that sort of thing so so if you collectively work together and this is almost whatever the starting point is whether it's the first time you meet them or whether it's at the you know the um the post interview or or whatever stage or even the kickoff meeting you know once the contracts are placed just get that into the agenda because then you've got more eyes and ears out there and again, I think you'll be quite surprised. Oh yeah, I've, I've got a friend that's looking at this and I've got, a, I know somebody, you know, a friend of a friend that's selling the bill, all these sort of things can come in. And if you can convert any of those opportunities, guess what? You know, that team then have got continuity of activity and, um, you know, everybody's happy. So you use these people, you know, and again, it's, a. It's a common interest, you know. We 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 all need to move forward together, and it's it's lovely to keep a team together. Well, the same contractor. I mean, doing me wrong. I mean, the contracting entity is very dependent on success around tendering. So yeah, that could that could be different. But your professional team, you know, they're they're very much driven on a percentage basis. So if you're happy with one deal, maybe you're happy with the next one. Um, but it's lovely to keep those teams together, and we've had. We, some, our architects been with us for what six seven years now you know it's the same architects and it, i know what happens now because we get the next opportunity and we kind of turn around and we see jason and we and he said do you want the same again yeah we want the same again please and they just take it and just kind of start designing so you you've gone through that getting to know you phase so you know their eyes and ears are open all the time because they want to keep working with us and we want to keep working with them so and that's the that's the glue that sticks us all together
0: it's hard work if you have to reinvent the wheel and start over again every single time. Yes. Um, and yes. uh, that's, uh, these fringe benefits just keep on coming and the whole ecosystem grows. Um, uh, ph- phenomenal. And finally, um, the, the last top tip um, is, is the mail drop. You know, the, the mm-hmm. ways you can connect and, and using mail drops and, and also incorporating uh, technology, and yeah. our land and acquisition team are, are frequently using many of those techniques.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mentioned Google Earth, and yeah, you know, there's some wonderful systems out there. And there's, well, there's many systems out there, many platforms, isn't there, that you can use, you know, Land Insight, Nimbus, et cetera. And other platforms are available, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, they're all that, I mean, so it's such intuitive pieces of kit there where you can like virtually walk down the street and you can pinpoint plots of land and buildings and, you know, disappear off and get the details of the the building or landowner, you know, those sort of things. Um, I think it's just, just great, you know, and that's really just come to the fore in the last probably seven to 10 years, hasn't it? You know, it's really, really powerful pieces of kit there, but, you know, let's not forget the planning portals as well, because, you know, there's the planning portals are there and I would look at kind of both sides of it. I would look at, well, probably three sides of it, actually, the applications in, you know, these, these are, you know, people that are trying to do something, you know, and their strategy could be very much, I've got a piece of land, I want to get planning and I just want to shift it. You know, yes, they may be interested in developing it themselves, but they, they've got nothing to counter that decision process at the moment. But if we come along and offer them a, an amount of money that may actually think different well oh, I'll just discharge it now and away we go so that you've got the application side of it you've got the the other side of it which where you've had all the re- you know the declines so you know, but these are people probably that are a little bit down you know in terms of they've just got oh, Christ, i have spent a year trying to get planning and it's I've still been decline again you know maybe they've had enough and just want to move something on you know maybe we've got a slightly different strategy that could be approved. Um, and then you've got the, the people in the center, which are, you know, application pending. So so I think there's, you know, there's some, and obviously approved as well. So the, the, again, there's a whole database of information there. You've got, sometimes you have the, the vendor's details, sometimes you have their agent's details, but you can nonetheless, you can access. And if it's an agent, it tends to be an architect or a planning consultant, but is that not an opportunity? You know, the fact you've got, you're tapping into, you you look at the planning portal and you look at all the approved schemes, and there seems to be a common person that's been used in that location. Just give them a call. Give them a call. Have a chat with them. Say, look, you're looking for a piece of land. Because these people are connected. They're connected with all sorts of people, you know, and, something might come up, uh, up from it. And, um, you yeah, know, of course, you would say a big thank you, wouldn't you? And you would use that party to help you, you know, tran- transact the next next piece of land, as it were, through planning. But, um, yeah, so it's, isn't it a people business, Mark?
0: Uh, it really is. I remember one uh, one gentleman, he he found us, um, well, he gave us the tip-off. Yeah. So um, the deal, we did 22 apartments in Godalming. And um, we gave him a, a, li- a little little thank you, which you totally bowled him over by surprise. He's a real outdoors guy. And uh, we bought him a, a nice Gore-Tex jacket. And every time I see him, he's out there and he's in his Gore-Tex jacket. And he points his jacket and says, oh, no, thank you, really appreciate it. Again, just laying, laying those... Uh, uh, that evidence there that it truly is a, a people's game. You can you can affect the lives of other people in so many different ways. And that's been quite repetitive across each one of those five tips and and the bonus tip there. So let will just go through those very briefly then. So um, commercial agents, top tip. I mean, that's where we get the majority of our deals from. Sources, yes, professionalize the sourcing, and that's a real passion of ours. So look out over the next 12 months, you're going to be seeing some really exciting things as we help professionalize that market. Lettings, how you can look at the lettings market, shape that very differently to to really positive effect. Working alongside your professional team, creating that shared value with professionals who have got decades of experience each in this market. And looking at the planning portal, land registry, technology, mail drops, I mean, that's a whole cluster there. There's probably 20 top tips in in just that one area alone. And then that, that bonus top tip there of working with existing vendors, vendors who have got existing buildings. And we know from first-hand experience, you know, by looking at one lettings, property, we ended up buying five buildings and actually turning those five buildings into eight properties because we've got planning for uh, for a conversion on some of that as well. So look, there's a whole myriad of, of tips there, golden nuggets, and that's what we do here on our Wednesday breakfast session. Um, don't forget to subscribe to Property Portfolio Podcast. We record these every single week. And head across to Equa Academy, dot co.uk or go to our equa Academy uh, property developers and investors Facebook group where there are you know thousands of people who have got very similar focus on becoming better each day um, themselves. So uh, another
1: great session Nigel. Really enjoyed it Mark. Good stuff.
0: Well don't forget to tune in next Wednesday and we release the podcast version of this every Friday morning. Let's have a fantastic week and go out there and find some great deals. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy. Also, don't forget to register for free access to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equaacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.